Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podcast Addict. Yeah, everywhere. Just all everywhere. the podcasts, all the podcasts. Uh, welcome to Up Next. We review NXT Wrestling every Thursday for postwrestling.com. However, uh, we do this special show after... An NXT takeover, we like to do the Up Next Hangover, and I believe it's... It's Hangover 7. Wow. I'm sure Uh, we've had a few more than that. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we have, Uh, because not only was it a NXT takeover, it was also takeover in our own city, because it was takeover Toronto. Hmm. So we took over Toronto. We really did. We legit took over Toronto, because we had... Our NXT TakeOver Tailgate. Now, we talked about it on our uh, TakeOver post-show that we did Saturday with the the whole crew there. Go check that out on our feeds for the TakeOver Toronto post-show. I feel like I was a lot of, I, got, I feel like people think I'm negative on that show. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, people, we've had a few bits of feedback. They hate us. Um, I think the thing is, we've, we've both been to a few TakeOvers and... Um, and you know what you're used to when mm-hmm. you're going there. The quality of wrestling, don't get me wrong, was no. fantastic. You just, I hold NXT so highly. Right. Whereas I think SummerSlam, people go in kind of shitting on the main product and then going, hey, that was a lot of fun. That was good. Whereas I think expectations are so high uh, for NXT that um, when it doesn't quite... No, I mean, it did deliver. It, don't it did, get me wrong. Yeah, it did yeah. deliver. Um for me, as I mentioned in the in the show, the crowd might have held it back a bit. Um, people have said on TV it, it seemed fine. The crowd seemed hot. So that's awesome. But 
you got to remember when when you're there in person, you um, you don't have the commentary as well. You don't have Mauro who mm. really sells everything. Mama F and Mia, exactly. Uh, but no, I I love the show. Just uh, just yeah, it wouldn't be my top takeover. No, I I would say the same thing. Uh, I still had a lot of fun going to the shows. The matches were a lot of fun. Um, I I went to. I think we both did the same shows. I did a takeover and SummerSlam. Yeah. And you did those two? Exactly. I did uh, Progress on Thursday and Ring of Honor on the Friday night as well. So I was just wrestled out. Yeah. I've wrestled. I've been watching too much wrestling this week. Um, uh, while we're on the subject of TakeOver, I did get a message from Gareth from the Grapple app who okay. sent me some information. And it seems the Grapple listeners pretty much agreed with what we said. As we said, it wasn't right. one of the best TakeOvers. Okay. So... Uh, I've actually got the ratings of every takeover ever Whoa. and where Toronto stands in comparison. Okay. Um, and then we can, while they recap, while we get to the recap of each match sure. during the show, I can give the, the score that graphic sure. for that. But, um, so on a rating of one to five, um, takeover Toronto got a rating of 3.62. Oh, okay. Um, which is still good. It's over way over half and like still pretty high score. Uh, New Orleans got 4.16. Uh, New York got 4.15. They're the two top Whoa. takeovers ever. And the lowest uh, rated NXT takeover, according to Grapple, right. is San Antonio. Yeah, okay. I can't even remember what was on that one. Right, um, okay. But yeah, so it's this is, according to the Grapple users, this was the second worst takeover Damn. i don't like to use the word worse i know uh like let's say least exciting what is it like 10th best or something <laughs> like that um listen kid you're not last but you're second um but last. no yeah don't yeah don't yeah. get me wrong i i love the show yeah I yeah i feel good. like i feel like maybe i was a little negative on our post show and people were, were tweeting us at the brady at davy portman and i i, I want to make it clear like i know i still had a really fun time um I had, well, we just had like a long weekend, essentially. Like this whole thing was like a mini WrestleMania weekend, but here in our own backyard, like literally. So when, when people are like traveling for these wrestling shows, it just felt weird because everyone was just like, okay, so where are we going now? And it's like, well, I know everywhere we're going. I know everything because I live here. Um, so it was just fun. Um, we had, we had quite the time though. We're going to review this week's episode of NXT because it's literally just like two matches We'll get to the NXT breakout tournament uh, further. But I feel like people want to hear us talk about uh, the real big event of the weekend, which was our tailgate. Yeah. Because we did a lot of stuff this past Saturday. Um, uh, we, we, we had our Mario Kart tournament. Yeah, and you did exactly what you told everyone you do. You won. You've got the trophy that... Oh, wait, no. What happened? You you got knocked out in the, in the first round. Did I'm like... You? I'm like Okada, he shouldn't be even have to be in the G1. The you even insisted you get Luigi, so you got your Luigi and everything, and you lost. This guy... Uh, you lost to Sean Coulter. Sean Coulter. Uh, Sean Coulter, you did it. You beat me. It was a close race. The legend killer. The legend killer. Sean, Sean Coulter. Coulter. Um, this is how... Uh, there's a picture of me from the event. I put it on my Instagram. And Twitter. It's the second I lost. You see me screaming <laughs> at the TV. Uh, I did lose. You know who knocked out Sean Coulter? 
Who did? Me. Oh, well, yeah, you're nothing. <laughs> you're easy to beat. Uh, this guy, Sean Coulter, came out of nowhere. Uh, what, did he even buy a ticket to this fucking thing? <laughs> um, I feel like... I feel like... A classic heel here, and... Two out of three falls. I need a... I need a... It was definitive. It was... A, no, this... No. Was, this wasn't even the final, Braden. You if lost... It was a, if it you was lost a, in the first round. What do you call it? It's you don't grand, have a leg to stand on. What's the What's the one where you have, like, three or four races? Like, when you do four races in a, a row. A Grand Prix? Yeah, yeah. If it was a Grand Prix... It would have fucking washed him. However... Well, if that's the case, we need to get all 17 other competitors <laughs> in the room to get that going. And I don't think that will ever happen with those same people ever again. Look, look, look. All I'm saying is, what kind of party would it be if I'm there winning my own tournament? That wouldn't be fun. I can't be... Can't be, you know... I just had to, I had to give him one. I, I actually got a very nice email from Sean oh, uh, right. yesterday just thanking us for the event, saying oh, how much he enjoyed well, it. But I uh, was listening to our takeover review right and we started off the show if you remember kind of uh with our conspiracy theory hats on with about ticketing and yeah stub hub and all that sure and he said he got a ticket um upstairs and people were actually walking around handing out tickets to Go sort of paper the downstairs ah. to fill it up so definitely, uh, I've never heard of that happening no. at a takeover, at least in recent years for takeover. So interesting. Well, not a really good sign, and I, I'm sure if they just had them all on sale on the regular market to start with, I think attendance would have been way better. I, I watching it back, it definitely looked like it was more fuller than it felt. It definitely felt not sold out. I mean, WWE know how to shoot yeah. their product and make it look hot. Uh, well, Sean also so so. Two other listeners, um, and I'm blanking on your name, but you know who you are. You bo- both know who you are. A lovely married couple. They gave us some prizes to give away because they did. They booked their whole SummerSlam weekend, and they decided, you know what? We don't want to go to some of the meet and greets, and we don't want to go to SmackDown. So they said, here's some SmackDown tickets to me and you. And they said, uh, deal with them with you. If you want to go to SmackDown, go to SmackDown. You want to give them out as a giveaway for your tailgate. Like, do whatever. And I thought that was so kind. And... Uh, I told myself, he gave me the tickets right at the beginning of our tailgate, and I put them in my back pocket, and I said, "Whoever in my mind, I said, whoever wins the Mario Kart tournament is going to win these SmackDown tickets. That's who I'm going to give them to. Uh, Sean beat me in the first round of the Mario Kart tournament. I gave him the SmackDown tickets. I said, you know what? I don't even care who wins. You technically win. You technically... That was... That was the... You see yourself way too highly. I was like, you know what, Sean? I said, are you going to any wrestling? He's like, I'm going to uh, take over in SummerSlam, and me and, my, me and the wife don't want to do any other other, other shows. I said, well, what, what are you doing Tuesday? He said, I don't know. I said, okay, you know what? You're going to SmackDown now. Here you go. I'm a good sport, see? Uh, the winner, though, got our, our little trophy, and they got uh, the meet and greet. Meet and greet, yeah. Yes. Kelly Hudson, yes. who won the tournament, beat Kelly. me in the final in a, right. in a very exciting race. And... Uh, so on Rainbow Road, yes, yes, that was the big the big reveal at the end that the finals had to take place on Rainbow Road. And Kelly was drinking his Red Bull out on that trophy. <laughs> He'd been carrying it around all weekend. He's very proud. Of oh, wait a second, Kelly, your friend, your friend Kelly doesn't uh, drink. No, that could have been a factor in the tournament. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I <laughs> was barely drinking that day. It was part of the rules. It wasn't part of the rules, so he's fine. He's fine. Uh, so I had a lot of fun with the Mario Kart tournament, but, but so I was like nice and gave, uh, Sean these tickets, right? The next day 
Sunday for SummerSlam, uh, I, we didn't buy tickets for SummerSlam yet. We were just kind of coasting around waiting to see if we can pick up some tickets or something like that, what we can buy. And at John and Way's post-wrestling meetup show, the show, which was awesome, by the way, at the John Candy Box Theater, um, these two guys were leaving the show. They said, hey, uh, this guy named Liam came up to me. He said, hey, uh, I love listening to your show. Do you, by any chance, need a a SummerSlam ticket? Because we had an extra one and we can just, you know, give it away. I was like, oh my goodness, that sounds like too kind. I can't can't take that. But uh, I ended up taking it and I ended up sitting with Liam and Mark. Uh, from Ottawa, so shout out you two guys because you guys are amazing, giving me a free ticket. I felt like it was just karma for me giving Sean, uh, for allowing Sean to beat me at Mario Kart. Uh, it was karma that I got to to go to Smack to go to SummerSlam, uh, and then uh, like a few matches into the show, another buddy of mine uh, was sitting like in the media section, like kind of the hard cam part. He told me to come sit with him, so I did, and I'm a few seats over from Billy Corgan. <laughs> from Smashing Pumpkins. And they played Toronto uh, like two nights ago, so it was him. But I said to my friend, look, it's Billy. I think that's Billy Corgan. And he heard me. He heard me say his name. So then he put his hat real low <laughs> and didn't want anything to do with me, so I didn't bug him. I feel bad bugging uh, people. Like I don't want a photo necessarily. I just want to be like, hey, I love your music, and I hate TNA. So you know, I can get, <laughs> we can get along. Um, but yeah, so shout out Liam and Mark again for the SummerSlam tickets, but, uh, we're, we're just because we're doing shout outs at this very moment. Uh, Albert, our photographer for the NXT TakeOver Tailgate. Who was fantastic. Oh my goodness, so was good. he ever. Uh, go check out our photos again on, uh, on my Instagram at the Brady. I posted a few there where there's a bunch more, but, um, this guy is just a listener. He says, uh, he, he was listening. He asked us if he could tried taking some photos of us. I said, hey, we're throwing an event. Why don't you come to this instead? It would look really cool. We would love to have some photos. So he did. So I do have to promote him because, again, his photos are amazing. So if you're looking for, like, wedding photographers on Instagram, go to still underscore frame underscore stories. Um, But his his other one, like the one he was – he's trying to branch away from wedding. I think a lot of photographers are always trying to do that. Um, And and he is at – cleanfinish.online is his thing on Instagram. But I also just ran into him after SummerSlam. And I was like, hey, you were my photographer, Albert. Amazing. And he was with his son, Riley. He took his kid to Riley. And you take your kid to wrestling. I already love you even more. But uh, I was talking to his son, Riley, about uh, Bray Wyatt. Because think about it. Me and you were adults. We got to see some scary creature come out. Mm. Now I got a kid's perspective. I was like, hey, kid... Riley, what'd you think of this this scary? And he was like, it was my favorite part of the entire nice. show. So, uh, Riley, thank you for listening because I know Albert listens in the car. I, I wonder how many listeners listen to us in the car with their kids. And Yeah, now I'm worried because I, I saw that uh, email from Albert as well and was like, oh, <laughs> maybe should. Uh... <laughs> yes, uh, I say a lot of things that kids shouldn't be repeating. So, Riley, if you ever hear me say things you don't know, don't Google it. Don't even think about it. Uh, so, again, thank you for uh, all that. And thank you for, like, all the, the people that came. We had such a party. Yeah, like- I'd uh, I'd love to get uh, your feedback. Uh, if you could just, like, go onto Twitter or Instagram, DM mm-hmm. me at Davey Portman. I'd love to know what you think because we want to do more of these. I want to know what you think worked at the event, what didn't work. I... I wasn't particularly happy with some of the tech stuff. It didn't go quite how I wanted sure. it. Although, I think... Everyone still seemed to enjoy it. Um, what you'd like to maybe 
see again. I think we uh, we th- first thought we might do a, a show that we put out, and then just judging the room, I think everyone was having fun, so right. we we kept the Q and A pretty short, and I. I I think that was the right thing to do. I think so too. Um, I think a lot going to John and Way's the next day. We're having sort of the proper post wrestling Q and A. Yeah, John and Way do the the serious, yeah. the serious show, and we're having the party. And and I think that was fine. Uh, do you think the the Mario Kart tournament worked? What what would you like to see if we do another one of these? So uh, as I said, everyone's been super positive, but I'd. Uh, I'd love some feedback. So yeah, just at Davey Portman. We were we, like, we weren't worried, but we were like, what if people are here to like watch us this us do this show? We got to like do a whole podcast. We had all the gear ready to record. We were doing everything like that. But then we realized, uh, sorry, our, our fear, not fear, but like our one like worry was that people maybe weren't going to like party. That yeah. they were just going to sit and want us to talk. And like, that's kind of not what we were all about. And we learned very, very quickly that visitors from, fuck, literally all over the world, uh, from like Halifax, Australia, we had people from everywhere. I think uh, the guys from New Brunswick really really won the tailgate. Oh, man. Wow. Like, Kelly might have won the Mario Kart tournament. They won tailgate because they were were on another planet. They they definitely used the word tailgate. Like, that is what it was. So, uh, like I said, we were like, oh, man, is it going to be, like, hopefully it's a cool environment. Because, um, you know, we wanted all the wrestling fans to come in together and have fun and make new friends and meet new people. And that's, I feel like that's what happened. I feel like everyone just was having a good time drinking drinking the the fancy drinks yeah the tranquilo was uh was a popular favorite there was a listener i believe his name was robert uh he bought one of our shirts he also tried every single drink on our menu which i think a, a bunch of people yeah. tried uh all these drinks were amazing um so hats off to you for creating some of these uh fantastic cocktails but i would have to say the greatest idea for a wrestling themed drink is not necessarily a drink, but it was the, the idea you came up with. The Royal Rumble shot. Oh, yeah. I think I got the most... People were coming up to me being like, this is the smartest idea ever. So basically, it was $5 for a shot. Mm-hmm. And I said to uh, Shannon and Morgan, who right. were both working the event for us, said, it's the Royal Rumble shot. So it's it's random. Any Anyone, anything right. could come up. So they were just making shots. They were deliberately making some disgusting shots and right. people were all about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that went down really well. And yeah, so you order thank a shot. you to Shannon and Morgan, oh, yes, who were sure. tremendous. They were, they were so good. Yeah, we had uh, our, our lovely bartenders and everyone just had so much fun. And that's what, that's what like mattered for me we so. do have uh some awesome pictures from albert and i di- i can't remember his buddy's name who's I'm doing blanking, the videos. but i love you too. um but yeah thank <laughs> you so much i'm sorry um we have some awesome pictures and videos from them i'm gonna work on something hopefully post in the next couple of days on our youtube channel bde official yes. so you can see all the pictures all the videos well you want to um, see the video you if you're listening to this right now you got to check out this specific video that is now on the YouTube. That's already up there. Yes. The What Does Gargano v. Almas and Chill Mean to You? So we uh, we uh, got this video mm-hmm. that talks has some friends of the show talking yep. about their thoughts on Gargano versus Almas and Chill. And uh, a few months ago, we were sitting here in the it BDE. About, it was about a month, I think. A month yeah. ago, we were sitting here in the BDE. 
and uh, we were thinking, what would be funny for this video about Gargano and Almas? And I think we had a few pops, and you decided to DM Johnny Gargano, and you were like, hey, uh... I think you said, I fucking love this match. I'm obsessed with it. Blah, blah, blah. He didn't reply. It was whatever. A week to the tailgate, mm. you get a message from Johnny Wrestling himself being like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And he... Uh, he provided such a good video. You can see it on there. And also, uh, happy belated birthday. It was Johnny Gargano's yes. birthday yesterday. Yes. Uh, so thank you very much to him. Uh, so are you two like best friends now? Or? Absolutely, besties. Right, right. Uh, you, you, I, we're we're still friends though. Uh, second best. Right. Now. Oh yeah, wait, I'm just, I'm moving now to second. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got one more story from the weekend. Okay. And it's from the uh, O'Reilly's um, Raw. You mean O'Grady's? Oh, sorry, O'Grady's. <laughs> uh, I'm getting confused with um, yeah. uh, Albert's son. Um, it was from O'Grady's okay. for the, the watch along of Raw. Yeah. Uh, now I'm, I'm mingling around. I have some, uh, some friends visiting who were at the back of the bar and then there was, uh, like Jesse from the six and WH and other people at the front. So I, I said to the, the people working now I'm, I'm a server, I'm a bartender. I, I know what can be annoying and what's not. Sure. And I just said, Hey, look. I'm going to be back and forth. I know that's going to be annoying for you. Um, I will run two tabs. If I order a drink from you, put it on your tab. If I oh, order wow. from them, put it on theirs. What a professional. And then I'll just pay both tabs at the end that's because um, because I don't want you to like be swapping me around or sure. whatever. I'll order from both. Uh, so I told this girl, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm at the front and talking uh, to John and like in a little group. And he goes... Oh yeah, some fucking asshole walked out on his bill, oh. so I've had to pay for his drinks. Oh no! And he's like, "Oh, it's, it's not much. It was like two drinks, but yeah." And then it ends. I, I'm there a bit later. John's gone by this point, and I get my bill from one of the servers. Yes. Um, pay it, and then go up to the other girl who was serving at the front, and go, "Hi, I I owe you for two drinks," and she goes, "Oh." I thought you walked out. Oh. So, sorry, John, I was that fucking asshole <laughs> who walked out on their bill. Um, so, I owe you a drink uh, at some point. You owe John But I was drinks. like, oh, no, I, I said to the other girl to do two... And she's like, oh, some guy called Jay paid yeah, for it. I, heard, I was standing next to her. She, she also stood right in front of me and goes... Brayden, Brayden, and I'm like, I'm right here. Hello, hi. And she's like, Brayden, is there a Brayden? Where is Brayden? I'm like, I'm literally right in front of you. I'm like, hello, hi. Thing was, when I first, when I ordered the first drink, she goes, and I'm gonna put you on Rob's tab. And I was like, I don't know who Rob is. Can I? You just put it on my tab. Uh, so yeah, sorry, John. Uh, thanks for the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smart way to get some free drinks. Mm. Time. Just go into a thing, order. Say your name is Jay. Yeah. Say your name's Rob. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Just get a, get some free pops. Uh, well, that was pretty fun going to O'Grady's with uh, a bunch of the like. I was too young when the law was doing O'Grady Raws mm. there, but um, it was pretty cool. I I like watching uh, wrestling at bars with groups of people. Yeah. Wrestling's more fun when you watch it with people. I think like more you you get more excitement and stuff like that. But I'm pretty wrestled out. Like this whole weekend was just like just ton, tons of wrestling. Um, I always think that, and then a week later, I'm like, 
I could I could do some wrestling. Well, again. this whole weekend I've just been so busy, and, and like now I'm back at work and stuff. I just haven't watched the end of the G1 yet. Oh damn! So I got to watch that today. I'm going to some watch good it. stuff. Yeah, like that. I got to watch the end of it right after this. But I got to watch like some uh, some progress when it came, and I went to Sneaky D's for some nachos with Scrump and uh, NXT UK. Just all walked in. They were all eating some some nachos, but I won't bug people when they're eating food. If it was drinking, though, I'd be all over <laughs> talking to some Tony Storm. Um, I, I just it was so cool to have to have all this. But literally, my favorite part this weekend was the tailgate that we threw, just because it was like meeting people who listen. You don't know if people listen to you or if they just like know of us, and it's just it was just an interesting and exciting thing i just i just liked partying with all these people and I, and I, we want to do it again and if we get a chance to we'll definitely do absolutely. it absolutely so uh shout out to everyone who came and shout out to all the people who were like hey uh i can't come but i want to be there in spirit and thank you so much because it, it meant so much to us so we had a lot of fun it was wild it was lit af as as some people would say yeah yeah so that was that was this weekend holy cow i'm still hungover. i think from from this um so so how are you how are you doing this week now that the wrestling's out of the system oh it's it's weird because so my mum was in town for right. three weeks uh well not in town we were moving around a bit yeah. but i was with my mum for for three weeks um which i like that sounds a lot of time to spend with someone and i was surprised like normally you kind of get to each other especially parents and kids sure like, I had such a nice time. Um, well, your mother's like a sweet lady. How are you going to... Yeah, and obviously I don't see her much because I live here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. We went to Stratford, saw some shows there. Um, went all around Toronto. Um, went to Halifax uh, in Nova Scotia. My first time outside of great. Ontario, uh, which was lovely. It's so nice. Had so much great food. Seafood? Uh, yeah, seafood every day. It was amazing. Had lobster for the first time. You've never had lobster No, I've never before? had lobster before. Okay, what do you um, think? It was good. It's too fiddly. I don't like... Fiddly? Yeah, I just give me a steak that I can cut up and eat. I, I don't... Like, it tastes mm. great, but I find it's too much work for not enough gotcha. meat. I, I and put, I found that I had crawfish in, in New Orleans, right. and I felt the same there. Crawfish definitely is too much work to, yeah. to get the little... But I'm, I'm Portuguese, and I like crab over lobster. Okay. Crab is, like, cheap, way cheaper than yeah. lobster, so I just always find that interesting. That I, I, I like lobster, but... Uh, the lobster you ate, you took a picture of, looked amazing. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was, it was, don't get me wrong, it was delicious. Right, yeah. Just, I'm like, oh, it's so much work. Yes. Um, and because neither of us had had it before, we had to have instructions, like a look. We had to read. <laughs> My mum had to get her glasses out Munja to eat cake. Her food. Munja cake. Uh, but yeah, so it was, she left on the Friday night. Her flight was delayed from, she was meant to leave at 3 p.m. Okay. Uh, she got an email earlier in the day saying it's delayed because of an IT failure in at Heathrow Airport, which okay. has basically grounded like 200 flights. Jeez. Uh, then she got an email at 6 p.m. going, hey, your plane is still in London. That's fucked. England, not Ontario. Yeah. Um, she eventually flew at 2 a.m. the next day. Uh, so I took her to the airport, picked up MJ from NJ, because he pretty much landed same time I dropped yeah, my mum yeah. off. Um, <laughs> we had a night and then had the tailgate the next day, followed by the post-show. Uh, go, 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 summer go, slam go. all Sunday and it wasn't really until kind of yesterday where I was like oh my mum's gone home and felt a little sad but didn't uh, have time to think about uh, it yeah you didn't look very sad Sunday night oh <laughs> Sunday I you know what S- Saturday was stressful for me uh, 
It was a long. I've known you day. for a little while now, and uh, we did, we weren't sitting together at SummerSlam, and then like when the event ended, we were like, you were like, "Hey, meet at this bar. We're gonna go for some karaoke." I'm like, "Cool, cool, perfect." And uh, me and my friends meet up with your friends at karaoke at Toby's. And I look, take one look at you, and I don't think I've ever seen you look that. Uh, oh my word! <laughs> that inebriated. Oh, I just wanted to relax and enjoy myself. You like and ordered wings. You ordered two pounds of wings to go. Yeah. And then you you didn't pay for it, but then you were like, "Oh, I've paid for this." And I was like, "No, no, no, no dude, you didn't pay for these." You're like, "No, no, no, I paid for these." You're just trying to steal shit at bars these days. It's like John's got it. <laughs> John's not here. No, 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 John's, See, John's got, it. got it. Uh, so put then, it on the post wrestling account. <laughs> the black card. Uh, so then I just I, so you had a good SummerSlam, obviously, because you were uh, you were on another. Oh, I don't world. really. I remember Goldberg. <laughs> Of course, of course, you remember Goldberg. Dolph Ziggler is like that Will Will Ferrell character in Austin Powers. He just I think uh, listener of the show and contributor Mike Hogan put it best. It's Monty Python. It's the I'm not dead yet thing. Which was oh from uh, Holy Grail. I think he, it's, it's, he, a, it's a flesh wound. That one Camelot. Yeah, it's a flesh yeah, wound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it th- that was so you don't remember anything? Just Goldberg. Gotcha. I remember Goldberg, and I think Trish was there. Um, I think she was <laughs> the main event. Uh, there was Pyro. I remember that. that what was, show did you? Oh, like? the Fiend was good. Yeah, Fiend yeah. Was great. What show did you like better, Takeover or SummerSlam? I like SummerSlam more than Takeover, which is uh, weird coming out I, of my mouth. I was able to enjoy SummerSlam more because I was just watching it. Sure, Takeover was noting, so fair. It's it didn't allow me to enjoy it as much. I've been to a lot of wrestling shows in my life, but I have to say the Fiend entrance was one of the coolest things uh it gave me goosebumps the scary the new scary music the the lights and everything i thought that was cool. i really like when horror movies can mix with my wrestlings and I, I thought i thought that was really sweet yeah it was weird that i liked SummerSlam more than i liked uh takeover but i still liked it i mean match of the weekend was still io shirai versus candice LeRae. so i mean uh you know but still i i quite enjoyed SummerSlam. um now I'm now I'm wrestled out. Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm like tapped in out. Of well, wrestling. you can't because we've got to talk about oh, more wrestling. Man. I have a I have a non wrestling story. Something happened okay. to me this week. It's nothing. Literally, like if you're just waiting for the NXT review, skip a skip five minutes ahead because this is just something that has been griping with me. Just just this past week, non wrestling. Um, I was at work like a week ago, uh, last week before before all this SummerSlam weekend started, and uh, it was like nighttime at work. Like I was doing an overnight. And so it's like five o'clock in the morning and a friend of mine who I haven't seen in once in a while, we used to be cool. She messages me, texts me and at five in the morning being like, I don't know if you're up, uh, but I, I could really use your help right now. I was like, oh my God, like, are you okay? What's going on? She says, I went to this house party at five o'clock in the morning outside Toronto. Someone stole my purse at the house party. I can't get home. Uh, I'm fucked. Like everything's fucked. I'm like, oh, okay, like, what do you want me to order you an Uber or something? She's like, yeah, like, can you just somehow get me home and, like, I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll pay you back right away. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, I know this person. It's fine. We used to be a thing. It's cool. I order them an Uber. You can order Ubers to, like, the place where you're not. Like, mm-hmm. I can order an Uber in the U.S. and it can yeah. go get you. Like, I don't have to be where it yeah. is. So I order her the Uber. Um, her phone dies before the Uber got there, but I had told her the license plate in the car. I'm like, don't move where you are. It, this car, she's like, my phone's at 2%. Like I'm fucked. She gets the Uber. 
She takes it home. I can see because the app now shows me on my phone where it, the Uber mm. driver is taking her, which is cool and safe. She gets home. She plugs in her phone. She says, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Tomorrow I got to go through all my bank stuff because my cards, you know, my cards are stolen. Purse was stolen. Uh, I'll, I'll e-transfer you tomorrow or like she knows where I live. Like, I'll, I'll come over and just give you 20 bucks. Mm. I'm like, yeah, no worries. 17 bucks Uber. No, no problem. No problem. It's now been a week. And now the person is avoiding me. Oh. Won't reply to any of my messages. Won't reply. Like, cheekily, I'm like, hey, that's $17. You know me. I'm a cheeky little fuck. Started sending gifts like, bitch, better have my money. Nothing. Nothing. No reply. I'm sending the Liam Neeson. Uh, I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> I've been sending everything. So, yesterday, I finally had enough. It's been a week now. Mm. Had enough. Sent her a message. I said, well, the least you could do is send me a charitable receipt for the $17 I donated to you. Left me on red. <laughs> now on her Instagram story, she's posting her story as if she's living life. I haven't done this yet, but my next step is to start commenting on all her shit and being like, where's my seven? Where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my $17? You see, it, it's not the principle of the 17. It's, it's just the principle of the $17. I helped you when you needed it and you, and you turn your back on me. So uh, I don't know. What's your advice on getting my $17 back? Uh, I just asked John for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm getting it back. Mm, yeah, I'd say I was a nice person. I was like, "Wow, this woman, she's in, she's in peril. She needs help. Damsel in distress. I'll order you an Uber. I'm a hero." And then, boom! This is what this is what happens when you're. You know what's going to happen now is people listening are just going to go, "Brayden, help! Help! I'm I need stuck. an Uber. Oh. Oh, I need an Uber <laughs> from one end of the country to the other." Oh. <laughs> So, uh, I, I love Uber, but I'm out 17 bucks for an Uber I didn't even get in. So I don't even know if I should rate him five stars or not. Oh yeah. Don't, don't punish him. <laughs> don't punish the Uber driver. Being, I might have said this before. I, my girlfriend doesn't like wearing her seatbelt and I, I'm, I'm right, about right. safety. So I always go, if you don't put it on, I'm rating this Uber driver one star. You can't do this. To I me. can. It's his responsibility or her. That everyone in the car wears their seatbelt. If he's right. not insisting, one star, motherfucker. I don't know this guy. It we, works as well. <laughs> we took an Uber from uh, the tailgate afterwards. Yeah. And we brought we brought Kyrie. <laughs> I have some pictures on my phone of me and MJ. From oh, MJ. MJ loved Kyrie. <laughs> did, he, did he steal her? No, no, she's back. She's back in yeah. your room already? Oh, how fitting. Um, MJ from MJ, by the way, post-wrestling universe. He's a, he's a funny guy. Uh, he came to Toronto. He's literally here for two nights. He has a hotel for two nights. Dude, doesn't that doesn't slow him down? Nothing. He's on the he's on the Tinder. He's doing the, the Tinder Plus swipes. And then I learned something. There's this app called J Swipe. Yep. Did you know about it already? Yeah, when you match, it goes Mazel Tov. No, it doesn't. It does. Are you fucking no? Like, at least it used to. I have my friends uh, Lev and Elliot. They were all on about it in. It was San Francisco for 31. Oh they, were, they were all about J-Swipe. He was talking about... MJ was telling me... I learned about J-Swipe. I don't think I can join. I'm not... Um, I'm not Jewish. I don't I'm know. definitely not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke. It's a British thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is an inside joke, but I think everyone understands. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Like, can I join this app? I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I won't join it then. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, and MJ uh, from NJ, I think it worked out for him. 
think he found someone on J-Swipe here in the 6th. I think we're going to see him very yeah, soon. Yeah, I think he's coming back, actually, because <laughs> he's in love. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, everyone found everyone found love and happiness, and yeah. all, the, all our dreams came true SummerSlam weekend in the 6th, including Scrump. Scrump uh, had a lot of fun here in Toronto. I took him out for a lot of uh, ramen and Chinese food and bubble tea and... Um, we had we we got up to some shenanigans on uh, on our Thursday and Friday, so I just I just had a lot of fun and it was it was great. But um, yeah, that's what's been going on in my life. I'm just still sad about the seventeen dollars. <laughs> pissed off. That's how much a one drink costed at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. Probably yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should check your. Uh, I no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not checking my statement. <laughs> what happened happened. <laughs> Get John to cover it. Uh, okay, well, I guess we should talk about some actual wrestling, because that's what this podcast is about, I believe. Um, but before we get into this week's episode of NXT, there is some things going on in NXT uh, like that didn't happen this week, like including the NXT tryouts that happened here in Toronto. Mm. They did it this past weekend, uh, just outside in Mississauga, and um, th- there could be the next future of NXT here in these tryouts uh, a bunch of local guys from and gals from uh, Toronto and like Canada were were all in this tryouts but um even uh Santino Morella's daughter oh, yeah. had a tryout Santino here. Santina <laughs> Santina Morella um and uh, this girl from uh, uh Smash Wrestling I've seen quite a bunch and she was on the progress show uh, Jody Threat she was involved and these guys from out out east called the uh, Voros Twins I've been following them. Um, they used to listen to the law, and they used to like comment on the stuff when I was running, like help running the f- social medias. And I would go back and forth with them. I think they're very talented. They're two like blonde twins. We don't get enough twins in wrestling. The, what are they called? The Varos Voros twins. Okay, uh, they're from like Vancouver. Right. I, I have a feeling that we might be seeing some some of them. I just think that they keep getting better and better and better. Cool. I think we could see them down the line. But uh, it was really interesting to see uh, like tryouts happen in in our own backyard here. So maybe soon we'll see familiar faces from the the indie feds here, um, kind of being brought because indie wrestling was was very prominent. Um, this past weekend as well. Yeah. Like I know a, a lot of people are like, oh, it's, it's WWE, it's SummerSlam, but the Smash Wrestling, uh, there was like Destiny, there was also there's this Union one. There's so many um, indie wrestling things, and I, I thought it was quite interesting. But another side story, I know I just said we would get into NXT. A buddy of mine was working for Smash, the Summit they called it. He was responsible for uh, driving. Um, the uh, like Shimmer, Stardom, all those wrestlers around, and I was like, "Wait a second! You're telling me that that you may or may not have had uh, Priscilla Kelly or Tony Storm in the back of your car, and you never thought to even call me once. You didn't think you needed a, someone to sit shotgun with you on these hard days of driving around in the city." So I was a little upset at that, but uh, I digress. So um, yeah, what else happened in in NXT wrestling this week? Because they also signed uh, Santana, Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett. Yep. Santana Garrett. And Wonder Austin Woman. Theory. Austin Theory. Has, they both checked into the PC. Oh, boy. You hear that? Austin Theory. Does that mean he's leaving Evolve? Maybe. Oh, damn. They just started pushing Evolve, and he's, and he's, and he's leaving it. That's quite interesting, though. He mm-hmm. was in the crowd at TakeOver Toronto, and I guess that's... He's. I think he could be a big, pretty big star. Yeah, just from I think some so. of the stuff we've Absolutely. seen from him. And Santana Garrett looks like 
Wonder Woman, like the real life Wonder mm. Woman. She just looks phenomenal, and, and she's pretty great as well. So uh, they're always, they're just snatching everyone up on these indies. That's what they're doing. Uh, but this week on NXT TV, it was really uh, not much like going on. This week, it was just like the the pre tapes from well, Takeover. Yeah, Toronto. we had a little bit of fallout from some of the matches, some yes. interesting stuff backstage, uh, stuff that I don't think either of us picked up uh, during the show. Right, uh, and we've got two matches. So yeah, I mean, we go into it. Yeah, let's talk about this week's episode of NXT, the Hangover Edition, if you will. August fourteenth, two thousand nineteen is the date. Now, these matches were filmed before Takeover Toronto, so it is in the Scotia Bank Arena, the ACC. If you're a real one, um, we saw recently the return of Fandango. Well, he's here tonight. It's going to be Fandango and Tyler Breeze versus the Forgotten Sons with Jackson Riker ringside now fandango is wearing his his gear again we were talking about will he you know kind of change it up but he looks like chris o'dowd but ripped <laughs> i don't see it at all you don't see okay. chris, he looks like chris o'dowd but ripped i don't know am i weird for thinking that um there's uh, an early counter from fandango he counters a sunset flip and starts doing his 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 dancing thing mm-hmm. again. What does he call that? The the poke the fandango dance. I guess the fandango. The fandango. Um, he does that and starts being all sexy, moving his hips around. Um, Riker somehow gets involved and pulls fandango off the apron at some point, so Tyler Breeze cannot make the tag. The Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake, and the Forgotten One keep attacking Tyler Breeze. They keep getting him. Um, the referee finally throws Jackson Riker out. Um, Fandango finally gets the hot tag, comes in. He, he's power slamming everyone, like Randy Orton style, Goldust style, if you will. He then steals a move out of Johnny Gargano's playbook here, I'd say. He... Tornado DDTs one of the guys while running up the off yeah. the other one. It's very Johnny Gargano-like mm. uh, if you've watched any of that, but looks cool. Um, then Fandango is just on fire, hits a tope to the outside on top of both guys. Back in the ring, uh, they do a tag team. Tyler Breeze, it's like the like whiplash where you like kind of throw the guy into the air and Fandango hits a forearm, then the elbow drop, and they get the win. Just like that. Yeah, I quite like the finish. It was, um, I'm not sure which Forgotten Son it was. I can't quite remember. The Forgotten but, One. But was on the knees of uh, Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Oh, that rhymes. Uh, and yeah, uh, Fandango slingshots himself into an elbow. I thought it looked cool. Uh, I just, um, this, this tag team move is like classic old school tag team wrestling. And then they just use it as a finish is my only, I was like, oh, oh okay. I, I thought it was a little weak, but okay. I like, thought it, I thought it looked pretty cool because it's like it's classic tag team. The guy doesn't let go. It's like not a Boston Crab, but the guy's laying on the other guy's knees, and then he comes in and hits like a little elbow. I mean, what's what's Fandango's finisher anyway? It's the leg drop. Oh, it's the leg drop off yeah. like top rope. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, you could have done that. But. I thought this was quite fun. The crowd actually seemed quite uh, hot it. for it. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is the first match of the whole weekend. They seem pretty into it. I thought Fandango looked really good. Um, and as we mentioned before, I, I'd like a gimmick change for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they both have potential to actually put on some uh, some fun matches against the likes of Street Profits and Undisputed. Just, I think the name the name Fandango, I just can't take it <sighs> I know. seriously. It was fine back when he was really doing all funny, the yeah. comedy stuff. But if they want to be taken seriously, I just think, 
Johnny Curtis, Tyler Breeze. Johnny Curtis. Um, Johnny Wrestling. But I, I think, I thought the match was pretty fun. Good opener. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. I just, I can't, like, they're in this gear, they're in this gear, and it's like he's half-assing the Fandango dance, too. I just find it strange. But everyone was doing it. Yeah. The Fandango dance is back. Maybe it'll be on the charts again. Who knows? Uh, so, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, we'll see more of them in NXT, I'm sure. We get a recap of the North American Championship triple threat from last Saturday, and then we go to... Kathy Kelly, she's backstage. I just want to go in because I've got all the uh, the ratings oh, right, for yes. now. So, uh, according to Grapple, um, Dream versus Dunn versus Strong for the North American title was uh, the third rated match of the show. Okay, uh, with a three point eight one. Yeah, I would say it was my third favorite. Yep, if I had too. to do that, um, Kathy Kelly, right after the match, is with Pete Dunn. And he, she says, you know, you you fell up short. You you got pinned by Velveteen Dream. He says that I should be standing here, just starting a reign on my new championship. But Velveteen Dream ruined that. He says, Velveteen Dream, I'm going to do whatever it takes to take the title from you and put it in my mouth. Is what he said. He said, I can't wait to put the North American Championship in my mouth. Yeah. So. uh Clearly, that is he's still going to chase. It that. looks like he's still going after it. Yeah. I, I didn't like his promo. I, no, I, didn't I like don't think one. he's very good um, <laughs> when it when it comes to promos. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, his logic, like it's triple threat, it's no DQ. And so, you were the one, like, and you're the guy that bites people and snaps people. I'm a little fingers, upset. Like, okay, Fabe, I'm a little upset. Uh, Roderick Strong pins Velveteen Dream in a tag team match weeks ago. Is then uh, granted a championship title yeah. opportunity then Pete Dunne with no reason whatsoever is thrown into that and Pete Dunne takes the pinfall therefore the interview should not have been with him the interview should have been with Roderick Strong being like yo you added this fucking nunce into the match and he loses I should have won I would have won if you didn't add this guy in here That's yeah I just it, it wasn't very baby face of no. done he's just whining yeah I, you lost you, uh, you lost you shouldn't have been in the match yeah uh, don't worry, I love Pete Dunne yeah me too yeah. just I Kayfabe. didn't like this promo kayfabe wise storyline wise but I, mean. I like that already it's uh, normally we we go for the hangover and sometimes the hangover of the hangover we're like going what direction are they going right I like that already with this and later on, we have some clear direction of some stories, I feel. Yeah. I would At like, least for TV matches. I would like to see Pete Dunne versus Velveteen Dream one-on-one. I think would be very, really good. Especially a little TV program mm. here down the line. Uh, so, Pete Dunne says that. And he goes, oh, I'm Pete Dunne. Um, we go now to a video package of the NXT Breakout Tournament. Remember? That was going on. The l- most lucrative tournament oh, yeah. in all of pro wrestling in summer 2019. My favorite. Yeah, I mean, G1, get out of here. (laughs) The breakout tournament, it shows uh, all the brackets here and all the people that were involved. And tonight, we will see the finals in the main event. But I I thought this video package was actually pretty cool. It it showed everyone. It showed everyone's... Showed all the high spots. Yeah, it showed you some cool stuff. Unfortunately, like my only gripe is that there's they just threw threw too many things at us at once with this. Like they're just like, here's all these new guys, and like more than half of them are definitely gonna fall to the wayside, and probably already have, Um, just because it's in your mindset when they when they tell you, look at these jobbers, 
that's how you see them as. Yeah. Like, that's how it is. But, you know, maybe some of them will break through because it's called the Breakout Tournament. But we'll get to the main event later because that is the finals there. But I just thought it was a cool package. Uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, he's here again. I love how he's been doing these. Is he, is he like our new general manager? <laughs> he... What? He's the Jim Johnson of NXT, isn't he? Now he just does the music. Last week it was like, hey, I'm Corey Taylor just reminding you that we are not your kind. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> and then now he's like, yo, I'm Corey Taylor. Uh, you know, I loved NXT TakeOver on Saturday. And uh, thanks for listening to, to this. And thanks for watching. And remember, we are not your kind because we are NXT. I, I like the theme. For this takeover, yeah, yeah, I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. It was, it was heavy, uh, especially when they were doing all the recap recaps, and you yeah. get the choir seeing the yeah, bit. yeah, it, like, it made it quite dramatic. Uh, we should go see Slipknot. Uh, I miss they used to do that at the end of WrestleMania. They do a highlight package of yes. the whole show, and with the whatever the song was for that year. My and, way, yeah, my way is the one everyone thinks of. But they did it for a few years, and uh, I miss them doing that, but I like that they do that these recaps in NXT because even though it's a recap, I'm I go oh yeah that was cool that was yeah, cool yeah no it, it works looks dramatic uh, no it it totally works um, especially because the uh, the Io Shirai one with, with Poppy. Poppy yeah yeah this one's crazy um, I mean the 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 video of this song with with the clips of Io Shirai and everything music like video that. Mixing. yeah yeah it goes really so cool. well yeah go check because I think they even put this on like their Twitter and YouTube the Poppy Io Shirai music video they should just make that the official Poppy music video it's just Io Shirai yeah. doing Io Shirai things I would watch it all the it would get a million views in one day just from me <laughs> clicking it refresh on it um, so Corey Taylor tells us to listen to some Slipknot um, we get the recap of the tag team match. And it cuts now to Kathy Kelly chasing down Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. But they are mad. They are backstage and they're looking for William Regal. They're chasing for him. They are like, Regal, where are you? Where's William Regal? Kathy Kelly's like, hey, like, guys, what are you, why, why are you looking for William Regal? Like, what's going on? And Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, they're a little upset here. Bobby Fish says, you know, TakeOver Toronto was supposed to be the night of the prophecy. You see, we started off the night. We were going to bat first. We were going to set the tone. We were going to set everything up, batting first to start the prophecy. But that didn't happen. And Kyle O'Reilly, he's very, uh, he's very upset here. He's yelling, and I love, <laughs> I love angry Kyle O'Reilly. He's underrated. Uh, he says, you know, since when in tag team wrestling is it okay for the illegal man to be pinned in the match? Yeah, and I'm watching this and I'm going, what? I was like, wait a second. I don't remember this. So, they then show footage of last Saturday at TakeOver. And they're right. Yeah. They are completely right. There was a tag made uh, when Kyle got thrown into the corner. It's officially a tag. The, the, you know, they, they tagged. But it didn't matter. And Kyle O'Reilly was pinned. So... They are deserving of a tag team title rematch. Yeah, if you ask me, holy cow! How could we? How could they let such? Well, this I mean, this anarchy obviously is what happens when neither of us watch it on TV. Yes. I don't know if commentary picked up right, uh, like yeah. called this out or not. Or right. uh, I like how subtle it was that we we don't Didn't find out to the week after because it's the dusty. It's finish. new material in the story. Yeah. Um, according to Grapple, uh, this was the the fourth 
best match of the show. Uh, Street Profits versus Undisputed Era. Rated a 3.64. I thought that match was still fun. Yeah, it was good. Definitely. Solid. Uh, So I think we will see the Street Profits defend against the Undisputed Era very soon. Mm. Uh, Maybe they'll lose the the titles on TV. Maybe. Undisputed Era, they win the titles on TV. It's quite a while until the next takeover. So I think we're going to have some big... Big TV coming up. Yes, definitely. They're doing some filming, and uh, I think a lot of things will come into light about, you know, FS1, possibly, uh, NXT moving to TV, or, you know, hopefully not two hours. (laughs) Don't want to do that. Uh, But there's a lot of things to come uh, in the next few weeks, especially with these tapings happening Mm. uh, tonight, essentially. Um, So, Undisputed Era, I like when bad guys aren't wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they're like, look, you actually fucked us over so bad. And... The storyline is the conspiracy, like, William Regal's out to get them. Like, mm. that was already been going on. So now it, like, can continue. And, well, you can save the Roddy, th- as you said, Dunn yeah. calling his... Well, Roddy needs anyway. to come up. Wouldn't it be funny if the prophecy happens on TV instead of <laughs> just next week? <laughs> <laughs> just at full sale. <clears throat> Gets leaked out early, because it always does. Uh, then we had the Poppy video, which I watched in slow motion, like, four times. Um, I, I love that match. That was my favorite match of the night. Io Shirai and... Candice LeRae and this I, I I love the new Bray Wyatt theme song mm. Bray Wyatt's new theme song the remix of uh, his his old theme the new metal version that The Fiend came out in is runner right now for theme of the year oh, absolutely. in my opinion absolutely. however I can't find this Io Shirai theme online yet. Damn. Why, if if they could put the, the Fiend's new theme up on right Apple away Music, right away why can't I have Io Shirai so question for you okay um Larey versus Shirai, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Who rated higher according to the Grapple app? Ooh, I mean, I would assume uh, people were all like, "Yeah, the main event, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, you know, crazy uh, cage thing and all that." But like, I, I don't know. I really think people liked Io Shirai and Kansas. Well, the four of us, I think, all said Larey versus Shirai yeah, yeah. in our review. That. That scored four out of five, which Whoa. is pretty, pretty decent, uh, pretty decent rating. Um, but it was in second place. Yes, yeah, I could see that. I could see that uh, because then we go to uh, a recap of that match: uh, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Uh, it's done. That they don't leave. There's nothing added to this. They don't. There's no reason to. It's over. Hmm. That that chapter is over. Johnny Gargano is quite possibly. Gone. He's, mm-hmm. He could be gone from NXT. Um, what are we going to do? I don't what know. I'm gutted. Do? I don't even know if I want to do this show anymore. Stay here, Johnny. Yes, Come on. Just stay here forever. Johnny, please. Uh, maybe you know now that you're best friends, you can convince him. Uh, yeah, I'll try. I'll All try. right, cool. Um, then there's the recap of Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim from Saturday night. Now, this one, the video package made it look a lot more exciting than I think it I, I This is one I'd actually like to... Almost watch on TV on mute. I think. Yeah, sure. Um, to because I think they, I think they were being ambitious with the storytelling, or maybe just where it was slotted uh, in the show. Because right. um, they were definitely trying to tell a story during this match. Just the crowd didn't want it at that point, mm. and Mia Yim's not over enough at the point where people are gonna uh, be cheering for her and wanting her to win. Um, yeah, this match rated... This was the lowest rated match of the show. This was a 2.59 for Baszler versus Yim. 
Yeah, I just it just didn't click for me. It just wasn't no uh, me, me yeah. either, and that's okay. Um, however, I know that during this match, you went and you fulfilled your prophecy. You collect all the NXT Takeover cups. Oh yeah, and this is where you went and got one. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched all the matches. I got my cup right at the beginning. <laughs> Who's on the cup? Uh, like NXT people. All the NXT people. Because, yeah. you know, uh, your buddy Kelly bought the SummerSlam Cup. Or no, someone else bought the SummerSlam I didn't, Cup. Yeah, I didn't get the SummerSlam okay, Cup. Okay, get this. Half the cup, the people weren't even on the Roman cup. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, half that. the cup was not even on yeah, there. Probably on Undertaker. The <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you got the, you fulfilled your prophecy. Yeah, I didn't get the SummerSlam one, though. I'm a bit disappointed. Ah, we're an NXT show. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish you... I, I thought for sure you, you got... We're going to get the SummerSlam one, too. Yeah, I just... I, you saw me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were drinking out of different cups. <laughs> um, so then we now go to the final match of this episode. Well, there was the interview oh. with Shayna Baszler. Oh, so right. Kathy Sorry, Kelly yes. uh, approaches uh, Shayna Baszler and asks her, is there any competitor who pushed you as hard as Mia Yim did? And Shayna just replies, and still. And still. Uh, yeah. I like this. I... It's kind of like when Asuka would just say mine for the title. I think <laughs> short and sweet, and you're like, yeah, you're still... Did you just compare Shayna Baszler to Asuka? Yeah. Remember when Asuka was in NXT? Yeah. Oh, man. That was that was good times. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai is where I want to see, because Shayna used the same move Io Shirai used. Mm. So, you know, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about Shayna's, you know, maybe going to lose this title to the better heel. The better wrestler the greatest women's wrestler of all time Io Shirai that's how I pronounce her name now I don't just you can't just say Io Shirai you have to say the whole thing uh then we go to the main event the finals of the NXT breakout tournament the winner will receive an NXT championship or sorry an NXT title shot of their choosing um it is Jordan Miles versus Cameron Grimes here in the finals um, now, this tournament has been a little like iffy for me. It kind of just feels there. Yeah. Um, in full sale, a lot of the people don't know who these wrestlers were because they're brand new wrestlers. Now, bringing out two of these guys, this is supposed to be the finals of this tournament. The crowd didn't know who they were. Obviously. Oh, this like, was so quiet. Yeah, it got um, very quiet. I, I, I just like. I can't blame people because a lot of people don't watch NXT. They just watch the I takeovers. Mean, I think, and you know who you are. I think there are... Yeah, a lot of people don't watch the TV. and But I think even if you don't watch... Follow the independent scene... Mm-hmm. Names like ACH and Trevor Lee... You've heard, you've heard mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I think if you saw that and you weren't sure what was going on and saw ACH, Trevor Lee... Might get a slightly bigger reaction, uh, but yeah, this was very quiet. Yeah, the crowd didn't really care or know who they were, which is unfortunate because both these guys are good. Uh, this match starts off with uh, Miles. He's working the leg early of Cameron Grimes because we know that Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes, loves to do that stomp, that mm. jumping stomp that he does so well. The move he made uh, and does it amazing. So at least there's a story here where there's a beautiful dragon screw from Miles. He does a few in this match. Uh, he's been watching the G1 with Tanahashi. Um, he takes over. He, he has control over Cameron Grimes. They go on the outside and Grimes hits the Superman forearm 
right to the head. Uh, they go back in the ring, and this is where I got, kind of got a little upset. Uh, it was just about to pick up. The match had just started, and they go to rest holds. And I'm like, oh, guys. This is what I put. This is the biggest match of your career, and you're starting yeah. the match with a headlock? I couldn't, I couldn't like, believe this. Like, what the hell? The crowd is already asleep. They don't know who they you are. They haven't reacted to your entrances yeah. at all. And they... you're going to put that on? I, I don't oh. know whose idea this was. but do, And you never not... really see this in any TakeOver matches, no. any NXT matches. It's it's very rare they do the, the rest holds. Uh, they, there's loads of submissions, but that's all story and leading to something and working yeah. apart. Oh, this this annoyed me and disappointed me. Yeah, this actually really disappointed me um, because I, I, I've been saying I love Cameron Grimes. I, I'm a big fan of Jordan Miles as well. They're too, uh, on the smaller side, really fast-paced. They have hard-hitting moves. And instead, they're, they're, they're putting chin locks. And they're yeah. putting like little shitty rest holds. I'm like, why? You know the crowd doesn't know who you are. Yeah. You know, maybe they do it on purpose because they want the crowd to not... like. You know when you go to a, a concert and the opening band kind of always just sounds a little shittier than the main band? <laughs> I'm Well, we've, we've heard about that on sort of main roster. Yeah. Where... Like, yeah. if there's two no-DQ matches and the first one... Well, what was it? The the Dean Ambrose-Brock Lesnar one. Sure. In that interview... Ugh, one of the worst matches. Ambrose wanted to do so much, and they're kind of like, eh, shame man's having the big spots later. So it's like, great, <laughs> awesome, whatever. I don't feel that's ever been the case in, uh, in NXT. Think about it. Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, who were unknown to yeah, the main people. crowd, killed it in Chicago. Yeah. Stole the show with... Probably three matches to go after it. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's that's the case in NXT. This, I don't know. This was just a, a weird thing because I, they just... Like, the match hadn't even been going on for that long. And yeah. they're already doing rest holds and no big moves. I was like, why would you put... You put me to sleep. Mm. And I'm watching this. I'm watching this, taking notes. And I'm like, you have all my attention and you're still managing to lose it. Yeah. And I'm watching it. it just it was a it was a big disappointment. The match does continue. There's more dragon screws from Jordan Miles. Uh, he's doing a bunch of backflips and handsprings. Really cool. He ends up hitting a penalty kick off the apron there. Um, and I, is it Beth saying that uh, Cameron Grimes' teeth are all the way in the nosebleeds? Very funny, Beth. Um, then there's uh, an X-plex from Cameron Grimes. They call it an orange crush. But it wasn't an Orange Crush. Orange Crush is where you flip the guy and then catch him for like a powerbomb kind of thing. This was more just of an X-Plex. Only a two, two count there. Uh, Miles then hits a beautiful bridging German suplex. of how he actually advanced into this spot. But Grimes kicks out of that. Um, they're running back and forth, running the ropes at each other. And Cameron Grimes hits a Spanish fly for a two count. Uh, he then hits a nasty-looking roundhouse kick, then tosses Miles into the turnbuckle. But Miles does this really cool block from getting thrown into the turnbuckle. Blocks that with his foot, hits a brain buster, climbs up top, hits the Midnight Stars, what he calls his 450 splash. And Jordan Miles pins Cameron Grimes to win the NXT Breakout Tournament here on the pre-show of TakeOver Toronto. Um... I wouldn't say it was a bad match, but I I, I was very heavily taken out of it. For these two and the opportunity they were given, I don't think they really rose to the occasion. No, um, I think I know. Last week, uh, you and you and Scrump especially were joking about how Seth Rollins is uncool, right? I think Jordan Miles is the lamest guy I've <laughs> ever seen in WWE. Yeah, so like the. 
the sort of rip-off Supreme, but super, yeah. super's lame. <laughs> uh, the smile's lame. The way he took the contract, he looked like a, a little boy. <laughs> lame. I think he's nerdy. I'm not taking away his ring work. is is good. Like, yeah. I've seen ACH a bunch. He's great. I think that's what we were saying. But like, so fucking What's your character? Lame. I love anime. Oh, okay. I was like, what's your gimmick, guys? I'm grimy. I smile. Cool. Great. Go out. <laughs> have a good match. No. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate because I've watched both of these guys for years. Yeah, in, in this whole companies. tournament was a dud. For I me. think so. I think it. I think it really was. It just. It just didn't do what. It, what it really needed to do. Mm. NXT needed to kind of. It doesn't need to. We still. We have our guys lined up, but it would have helped to like push some next things into yeah. some things. And you can't just throw people like they literally have i feel wwe and i guess nxt there's throwing shit at the wall lately and seeing what sticks and if it sticks great if it doesn't okay we're moving on mm. and i think people will be moving on again i liked i liked it being a change up i i always like uh new things tournaments yeah, and things because cool. it fills it fills time yeah. with um with a purpose we needed to know more about these guys um the matches didn't quite hit it for me there's n- there's not a single match in the whole tournament where i went ah oh, that yeah w- no one was talking about um, match of the i year. think the thing that stood out of the whole tournament to me was dexter loomis yeah very interesting they didn't, um, he, and because he, he had the most defined character was interesting different and had had a couple of cool spots which was like i wasn't expecting from a guy that size and he got knocked out first round well so for me he was the winner and this he, thing and he is named after uh Dr. Loomis. And he had Stranger Things as a theme song, yeah. essentially. So, yeah. That's great. He, he is the standout of this um, So, yeah, William Regal came out, give, gave him the contract. Do you see this being a... I, I mean, I don't see this being a takeover cash-in. Uh, I, imagine it's, <laughs> I imagine it's TV. Um, takeover what, War Games? What title do you see him going for? Uh, I think it should be Jordan Miles versus Velveteen Dream on TV and like just let them have like a good match hopefully mm-hmm. and then that kind of helps like you can't get you have to get over by by having good matches like yeah. I'm sorry you have to your your character has to hit and you have to have good matches some people have terrible characters and they have good matches and they click like say what you want about most of the main WWE guys but like Roman Reigns he has good matches hmm. so that's oh, yeah. why he's in that spot yeah. if he wasn't having good matches he wouldn't be in that spot no. so it, you need that especially for myself like I I've watched this for a while we we do this silly show I can tell when it's not good yeah. and you can you can show um bad wrestling you can show uh Okada Kenny to a non fan that's never seen wrestling in their entire life and then you could show them like Alicia Fox versus someone. I don't know. Like you could show them a really shitty match after the fact and they could be able to tell you what is good and what isn't. And it's like, yeah, the, the something's got to click there. I, I don't Although know. They'll come out with that Alicia Fox match going, God, that fisherman suplex. <laughs> yeah. I, I used the wrong one there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alicia Fox versus any bar staff is my, <laughs> my, my, my match. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we'll see Jordan miles maybe have a TV title match down the line. I think Velveteen dreams, the, obvious choice you know what i would quite like is him to go because i think the tag division's pretty like you haven't got a lot there no find a partner cameron grimes cash in yeah sure 
Go like, yeah. we had a killer match. You didn't, but we had a killer match. Let's go for the tag titles. Sure, that um, would be respect, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, hey, I, Velveteen I, Dream won the Worlds Collide. That's how he won his title yeah. shot for the North American title. He didn't choose the w, uh, the NXT title. Hmm. He chose the North American. So it could go that way again. Like picking, yeah. pick, Not always picking the main title is cool, too. Yeah. You, they just don't do that with Money in the Bank because it's for yeah. the main thing, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to see where this goes, but I'm, I'm worried that now NXT just has so many cooks, too many oh, cooks yeah. that are just chilling now because what about your Keith Lee's and your Dijak's? Who's back, by the way? Dijak oh, uh, looked like nice. he was working, uh, some, some shows with the Taz mission. Oh yeah. Have you heard about this? No. He got in some Twitter thing with, uh, Taz. Right. He started tweeting publicly. Hey Taz, can I use a t- submission? Hey Taz, can we talk about this? Matt Riddle uses the t- subs, the tweet and goes, why are you asking permission? He doesn't own this move. It's wrestling. No one owns moves in wrestling. You look like a chump. This is Riddle right. tweeting him. Taz responds and says, uh, you know, you, you can't just take a move. It's my move. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But now has graced him. They've clearly patched things up and graced him. But I'm kind of on the side of Matt Riddle. Oh, sorry. Did you create this this uh, submission hold that was created in actual fighting years and years ago? Or yeah. or now that because it's in wrestling that you can't do Depends it? Depends on the move. Something like... I feel something like the stunner. Yeah. Something 100%, so... Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, that's just a... It's just, just a, a choke. Choke hold. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. And I was... Uh, I'm a huge ECW fan and watching mm. old Taz was great, but... To, also, Dijak doesn't need that move, I don't think. But he's using it as a finish, I believe. Okay. Taz Mission. So look forward to, to seeing him. But there's just so many guys that are just chilling. And now there's like... You added like six, eight more here. So it's like, dude, there's yeah. too many cooks. Too many cooks yeah. in NXT. However, you know, as one... We gain one. We lose one. Yeah. Pour, pour a little out for Johnny Wrestling. We've gained about 12 and lost one. And I'd say we're still down another 12, because yeah. Johnny Gargano counts. Worth, yeah, worth he's worth 16. Yeah, like, oh, man, what are we going to do? Um, I have a few more uh, little interesting facts from Grapple okay. um, for the takeover just gone. Uh, so I didn't mention the Cole Gargano score. They rated a 4.09, so very, very close to Lorraine and Shirai. Um, over the trilogy of Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, where would you rate... Uh, this match out of the three of them out of the trilogy yeah yeah I think I said this was my least favorite the of the trilogy yeah not not that I'm saying this was a bad match I quite enjoyed this as a, as a match watching this um, but I just uh, I we you're it's subjective I, yeah. I like I like a good classic wrestling match Absolutely. and and I would say and, and I was as well I was there for Takeover New York but I enjoyed the the one from 25 as well I'd give both those matches five five stars easily so I, yeah I'd give this one like four or yeah. something like that uh so this one uh was third it's rated 29th highest rated takeover match in the last 3 years okay um the match from takeover 25 was a 4.54 and is the seventh highest rated takeover match in the last three years. And then New York, which we were at 4.59, hmm. the sixth highest rated takeover match in the last three years. Ooh, see, no, I, I, I would put Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano as my number one, number one takeover match of all time. Okay. 
from New York. I'm going to get some some eyes, but uh, I know I don't even have to ask you <laughs> what your favorite takeover match of all time is. Um, and then uh, one more interesting thing. Uh, Lorraine versus Shirai has hit the top three women's matches in TakeOver over the last three years. Nice. Uh, with uh, four. So it's actually the second in the last three years. Um, Ember Moon versus Asuka from Orlando is third with 3.87. And Ember Moon versus Asuka from Brooklyn 3 is first with 4.12. Wow. Um, obviously, Bailey Sasha was... Years ago. Years ago. So okay, this okay. is just the last three years. But yeah, uh, thank you, Grapple Gareth, uh, for yeah, uh, cool. all this, all these stats. And follow him on Twitter, Grapple Gareth, and get the Grapple app for free. Well, that's quite interesting. Uh, I would put Io Shirai... In, I would be amazed if they don't get some crazy push from this. Like, if I'm Triple H... I'd be like, damn, ladies, you just killed it. Like, legit. Yeah. Like, you need to be pushed to the moon, both of them. Uh, I would like to see a rematch from those two. I think that that isn't over. I just, you also don't need the title on it, but it would be more, it would be cool. I with think Io you can Shirai. get there. I, Shayna's had the title a long time. I want to see a clear plan of how to get it off her. I don't want to do the just vacating thing. Yeah. Um, None of that. And I, I'd like, yeah, a clear story and a good finish to her title reign and then transition it to EO and Candice. Oh, because like EO is just like the greatest thing. Uh, my mom was watching uh, breakfast television, like our morning news live thing here in Toronto on Monday. And they had Seth Rollins after his big win on Sun SummerSlam. And they were like showing clips of the whole weekend. Mm. And she's like, yeah, they had this really greasy dude on with, like long hair. He was kind of small, but like he was on and he said he just won some title from is it that brock guy i was like yeah you beat brock she's like oh okay was that like the best match was that the big match she's like what did she she's like just trying to entertain me yeah. she's like did you did you like that like what did you watch and i was like oh like my favorite was probably of the whole weekend was this, this these two women hmm. and she's like what i'm like yeah it was this uh, like american versus japanese woman. my mom's like what <laughs> she just didn't understand and then i was like listen mom i like japanese women i like american women i like Amer I, I like women's wrestling now and she's kind of like oh you know what like that's pretty cool that they're they're like you you're saying that you like the women's matches more than guys matches and i'm like 100 percent. like things have totally changed in the yeah, in the shift of wrestling in the past few years um and that's just coming from someone who has no like my mom has no idea about wrestling yeah i don't live in my house but i live with her she doesn't know what it, it is so i just i was like explaining like yeah i'm a guy and i like women's wrestling more than men's sometimes they gotta show these like what is it chris jericho one time he was like yo if you can do it better than the men you gotta fucking do it then you yeah. gotta show these guys you can't be fucking lazy you gotta you can't be going putting rest holds you gotta go put yeah. choke holds with your Absolutely. legs the black <laughs> lotus hold thing yeah i just i love that match i can't wait for some more eo shirai uh, and I know a lot of people agree. On our forum, Post Wrestling Forum, we're going to do some feedback here. Um, Forum.postwrestling.com is where we posted, and we'll read it here on the show. I have a feeling there's not a lot to talk about this week's mm. uh, thing, but should we read some? Yeah, go for it. All right. We go to Eva from London, Ontario. I was at TakeOver and unfortunately could not leave feedback because I was on a bus back from the city, uh, but here are some uh, little recaps. Breezango was fun live. That was my first time doing the Fandango hand gesture and laughed at how infectious it was. Uh, the breakout match was good for what I saw. Um, I was busy taking a, it was I was busy taking pictures. 
with my phone to practice so I knew how to take pictures. Uh, that that works. Uh, the title tag match was a fun opener. Shirai and Lorray was match of the night. Nothing more to say about that. The triple threat was great, but not as good as I expected it. Uh, there's two things. Baszler is not everyone's cup of tea, and I get Mia Yim is not that good of a babyface, but Baszler was why I put down my money to go to this show. So if you're not going to cheer a boo, don't spend the entirety of the match talking right into my ear about how both wrestlers suck. This was for the assholes sitting beside me. So... <laughs> Clearly, Eva, the Shayna Baszler superfan, oh, yeah. continues on here about how awesome Shayna Baszler is. Uh, I'm sorry, Eva, but uh, numbers don't lie. Our grapple numbers uh, <laughs> here showed us that that match sucked. <laughs> um, and still not the greatest women's champion of all time because uh, she's not. And she goes to continue. Main event. Overall good match. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thought the cage dip was a bit overbooked. But Gargano should have come out uh, as Puck instead of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Well, well we, you called the Wolverine thing. Definitely. Um, keep up the good work, BDE. See you, see you next week, Jobber Cops which included Smash owner Sebastian Suave. Uh, Riddle flinging his flip-flops off was awesome. Excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't talk about how uh, that's next week on NXT. Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane next week on TV. Or will it happen? Exactly. We have Rich from England, now in Toronto. This is not so much feedback, but questions for you both. With Bailey challenging Candice on Twitter to a fight at Clash of Champions, does that hint at a Gargano call-up to SmackDown as the WWE doesn't like splitting up couples? Or more concerning, a Gargano call-up to 205 Live and Candice to SmackDown? Uh, we'll start there. Bailey fears Candice. I can't see that happening. I, a lot of them go back and forth on Twitter. Sure. Uh... I'd love to see that, but I I don't see Candice going up no, not right now. Time, not in time. Uh, Gargano, I would like to see on SmackDown. I think that's what would suit him best. Um, put him with, like, Andrade. Is Andrade, Andrade's on SmackDown? I, <laughs> He's on Raw. These days. Um, he was on Raw this week. Yeah, I'd like to see... Uh, I mean, they're doing a retirement story with Rey. I think Gargano, Rey Mysterio is something I'd love to see. Damn. Before Rey hangs it up. Um, yeah, I... But... Gargano on SmackDown is better suit. I, I think. think. I think. Please don't go two hundred five. Yeah, like it's weird with Gargano because people. There's a lot of people who don't like him, mm. but there's a lot of like if you, he's the guy that turns people so so much. Like yeah. uh, a lot of people were saying even at this takeover because we were at the New York mm. and New York flipped. Uh, he flipped everyone when he won that title. But in Toronto, it was the same thing. Like people flipped and were like, "Oh my god, this guy's so good." I think. In WWE, in order to just not mess him up, like put him on SmackDown and literally push him. Just yep. don't fuck it up. Just literally push it. Put Daniel him. Bryan Gargano. Damn. Yeah, like literally oh, so all these things Ali. you could have. Yeah. You could have everything. Like I think they're sitting on something and they don't realize that this guy is actually like so good. He could be so good. And and it's a shame to say because most people look at him and go, no, that's not the, the wrestling I like to watch. And they're like, no, no, no. But you give him a chance. You watch his matches. He will do it. I think that's literally you at this takeover. I noticed there was like WWE fans. Maybe mm. they buy the package deals with all the wrestling. They go, ah, these NXT shows are good. These are amazing. But they don't actually watch this product mm. or they don't really care. They're just 
there to chant their stupid WWE chants. But then they watch Gargano and they're like, hey, that guy was that, that was actually like a crazy match. I think that just needs to happen because if not, he's going to get lost in in the world of rest holds and two hundred five live and Johnny two hundred five live baby. He's got a couple more things uh, with the potential almost certainty that NXT will move to FS one. Will we also see an increase in the number of NXT pay per views to once a month like the main roster? I certainly hope not. I I don't want to see one month once a month. I've mentioned before that I think a kind of B level maybe live full cell show or something mm-hmm. would be very good for them to to use these other guys, use your Keith Lees, your Dijaks, your Kashidas, your people who haven't quite broken through to the uh to takeover level yet, but mm-hmm. definitely deserve a a two hour live show I yeah. think would be great. Uh, just in between, especially August through to November, that's a long time with no takeover. I think you could definitely fit something in in October or se- late September. They started these takeovers in NXT, and not every match on this thing was a banger. You would have like your real filler mm. or your 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 real jobbers, like yeah. your real come up guys that are really green. So like maybe some some specials like that would like I so think you're, be you're, great, you're but not not, yeah. not takeover level. Yeah. Like don't promote yeah. it as that. Be like we're just NXT Live mm-hmm. this Wednesday. Um, ask about Pete Dunne. Uh, he feels like they were teasing a feud with Dream as he screwed him out of a win at Takeover. He didn't screw him out of a win. He pinned him. <laughs> he, well, it was he grabbed the arm of the ref. So gotcha. The ref couldn't. Catch ah, that's wrestling. But still, it's no DQ. However, if the undisputed prophecy happens, where does Pete fit in if they want the belt on Roddy? Also, Pete doesn't seem keen on a permanent move to the States, but he is a star in my opinion and wasted if they keep him in NXT UK. Look forward to hearing your thoughts. Cheers. Yeah, I love Pete Dunne. I, I do I do see the the negatives that you maybe like his promo mm. and stuff like that, but I, I do think he should have been on Raw uh, about a year or so ago, I, I, especially when he came out in that Raw in, in the UK. He looked like the biggest fucking star, and then he just disappeared, and then he hasn't been champ, and it's like, okay, well, what do you do next? It's, it's tough. I mean, as we've said, we've got a lot of time before the next takeover. You could have... You can have Dunn and Dream on TV. Sure. And then Roddy, winner of that at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. Um, or this all titles, war games people seem to want. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of time to move pieces around. Peters, uh, let's go to Pick Japan. He says, greetings. Kudos to the Bruiserweight for giving Kathy Kelly a bit of respect. For it seems the other inter- other backstage... People don't really resent her. He's a gentleman. Yo's promo video makes her out to be a star, and I love it, but there's always a but. But, apparently, this week when Kyrie came out on Raw for her tag match, she wasn't smiling, and that got a lot of attention online. She was likely signaling that she and Asuka would lose again. This brought about some internet chatter, which led Brian Alvarez on a long rant that Vince isn't really racist, but Vince does prefer blondes. That, and that the really important fact is that Vince demands that his top stars speak English. And thus, foreign talents such as the Japanese are never looked upon as top stars. Um, my perception is that Io is as good as any talent out there, male or female. And if I had a promotion, I would make her the top star regardless of gender. But I am not Vince, thankfully. So, if it really is true about the hard rule regarding English, does this not doom Io, no matter how great of a worker she is? What do you all think is EO's likely upside given the realities of WWE? Yeah, I mean, um Yeah, I think you're spot on. Uh, like like 
there's been such progression. Uh, like I was just talking about women's wrestling. That mm-hmm. You wouldn't be saying that a few years ago because you would see bra and panties matches. However, like there's also a lot more of like different. There's it's not all just white dudes. It's now like you know mixed of everything, and I, I like the, it's called World Wrestling Entertainment. And lately, they've been definitely you know trying to go all over the world. But when it comes to the main product. It's always the same people Well, you on just got to look at Nakamura, Asuka, yeah. Kairi Zayn. All three of them are oozing with personality. Yeah. Uh, all three of them have captivated me and yeah. others for years. And I don't speak a lick of Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is, it is from the top. I can speak some Japanese. Sure. Shirai is kawaii. Um, but it is from the top. And I think... Uh, a man of that age is going to be stuck in his ways. What about like the classic WWE fans? Now we didn't talk about this on the show, but NXT has had some uh, crowd problems. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? The fans in the live tours of NXT uh, have been shanning things, and people have reported it. And like it's apparently gone now to Triple H. Like Triple H has been brought aware of this. Shanning what kind of thing? like people? You know, you've been to wrestling events. People yeah. chant things all the time. I heard some things that made me want to turn around and punch the guy behind me at SummerSlam. He was chanting uh, not like racial slurs, mm-hmm. but racial things and then when uh the women's matches were on he was chanting things that made me want to fucking rip his head off yeah um and and people were booing them yeah like there was a group of dudes behind me at SummerSlam, and they were chanting like classic things assholes would chant at women and uh the people around them were booing them they were like don't don't yell that like stop don't do that and that's that's great but like think about it Re- wrestling fans are also wrestling fans not not every wrestling fan is uh like us or like yeah. like other people some of them are are stuck in their ways they want to see uh the classic shit they've been watching for 20 years they don't want to move forward and they don't see um foreigners listen people are racist in this world and it sucks when you what not even wrestling but like movies right like some people you'd be like oh like this crazy uh Japanese horror movie came out like we gotta watch that they're like what? why it's Japanese I don't want to yeah. no like you can't change some people they're, they're stuck in their stupid I ways think as a whole there is definitely more policing from I think yeah, majority of the fans have evolved but as you said there's always gonna there's be that there's still asshole. gonna be those people uh, definitely like the Trish match people were chanting puppies and all sorts of just disgusting shit mm. made me, it made me feel awful I'm like no matter how far we go we're always taking a few steps back and and, and if you're saying if if uh, Pick Japan here is saying that, you know, Vince McMahon is, is he's not saying he's racist, but like he, he's holding back because maybe they're not the classic American star. But it's unfortunate because you're right. Look at all these talent that have maybe no, maybe they don't speak a lot of English, but they still kill it. Like Nakamura is a, could be a huge star. And he just isn't. Maybe there is this these stupid things going on backstage. I don't know. Vince McMahon needs to leave, though. Uh, he also mentions Jordan smiles. Miles, miles of smiles is fun, but I don't don't know what he really does. Uh, I hope he goes after Dream next. He says, "Ahoy, may whoever made Kyrie unhappy sit on a mound of fire ants." P.S. I don't know why folks are hating on Shayna. Not only is she better than many of the female talent on Raw and SmackDown, but her portrayal as a heel has been one of the better heel acts in WWE, which notoriously have a hard time getting a real heel to get real heel heat. Real heel heat. That's hard to say. Um, yeah, Jordan Miles don't care, and uh, whatever. I, yeah, I like Shayna. I agree. I think she's she's one of the best. 
Um, we have Papian Dallas, who says, when it comes to women's title match, I felt your post-show put all the blame on Mia Yim. Have you guys noticed that since Shayna won the title, her title defenses on takeovers are usually the worst matches on their respective cards? I'm not sure why Shayna gets a free pass. She can't work and she can't carry a match, which is why she should have never been given a women's title run in the first place. Her in-ring skills haven't improved either. She's the female Baron Corbin. Vince should call her up to put us NXT fans out of our misery. Um, I, I respectfully disagree. I... I was not because I'm a Kyrie Zane fan, but I really enjoyed her matches with Kyrie. Um, I think she's got a, a viciousness and a uh, an aura about her that you don't get in uh, a lot of uh, with a lot of the wrestlers. Um, I I like her. Um, he then has a comment, just thinking uh, we were maybe a bit biased on the takeover review as. Um, we, as majority of us, thought that the prophecy was going to happen and it didn't happen and this marked our uh, our feelings towards it and maybe in a biased way. Um, I just have to say it's... it's I'm, we mentioned at the start of the show that we maybe came across a bit too negative. It's a very different thing being at a takeover than seeing it uh, on TV. You miss a lot of... Uh, a lot of the nuances you get on TV, the, sure. the commentary call out a lot of stuff. Um, I personally, I liked that uh, Street Profits won the first match because it threw out that prophecy. Yes, yeah, right. made what it unpredictable. He, what's he saying? He's saying what that he's he's basically accusing us of being marks that we reverted to being uh, kids who threw their toys out the pram because they didn't get their right, way okay. in what they wanted. And Sorry, I. I think a lot of people agree that this was not one of the best takeovers i didn't say i didn't enjoy the show i got my money's worth i just saying that this was not i've been i've been spoiled this year of wrestling i've been to a bunch of wrestling shows this year like way too many wrestling shows this year and i feel like this one is not one of the most memorable ones this i i can't tell you what this was not one of my favorite wrestling events i've ever been to in fact not even of this week i went to SummerSlam, and i've just said that i enjoyed SummerSlam more than that and i haven't even watched raw or smackdown in like three fucking months so i don't know uh, i can understand someone being upset but not because the prophecy didn't come true that's just silly um i just match quality it just didn't really live up to the hype especially when you um don't have uh, takeovers as many like WWE does pay-per-views every fucking month takeovers is like three months so it's like you you're building up to this already we're talking about war games because yeah. that's all we have to look forward to so when you bu- build something and build something and then finally get it you're like oh okay that was just there then it's yeah it's a little you know takes if i spent uh a lot of money to to be there i'm still gonna enjoy it and i did i had such a fun time at it i still thought it was a great show it was better than a lot of shows i've been to uh, like some Raws or Smackdowns. I just, it wasn't anything that like blew my mind. And I don't think uh, I'm wrong. And also I'm entitled to my own opinion. And I also did own up to it saying, huh, was I too negative? Well, fuck you. <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, I, it wasn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't that great of a show. Um, sorry, it wasn't one of my favorite wrestling things. And I'll stick by my thing. W- what, what was the worst takeover? What were we saying earlier? Uh, uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. What was the even, what was the main event of that? Yeah, exactly. I don't even remember. Uh, I just, I just think that, uh, the Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole feud, the first two were really, really, look, I'm going to put this Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole is my wrestling back to the future. 
Okay. I have a Back to the Future tattoo. I'm obsessed with Back to the Future. Back to the Future 1. It was groundbreaking. It changed everything. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano 1. It was groundbreaking. It was amazing. Back to the Future 2. A lot of people will say Back to the Future. They like Back to the Future 2 more, but they know Back to the Future 1 is better. But number 2 was a lot of fun. And then we go to Back to the Future 3, where they just threw too much shit into it. But you know what? Deep down inside, a lot of people still enjoy watching Back to the Future 3. Not me, but that's where I see it. Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, the the feud, the three matches, is Back to the Future trilogy. <laughs> that's how I now say it. Sorry for being negative Nancy. I can't believe I'm so negative. Now I'm upset. Um, we go to PJ River. He says... Not all WWE couples are together. I also think that TakeOver was not the best ever. EO Candice was brilliant. The tag match, the triple threat were really good. I did not enjoy the main event. Not my type of match. Way too long. Shayna Baszler is like a lot of brawlers. She needs a high flyer to run around her like Kyrie. Shayna versus Mia is like Roman Reigns versus Elias. It doesn't work. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's very similar to Brock Lesnar. I I way prefer seeing Brock versus Daniel Bryan, Brock versus Finn, Brock versus I mean this recent match with Seth. You do a Brock v Roman or Brock v Big Show or something like that. It doesn't quite click as well. Uh, I completely agree with you, PJ. And finally, we go to MJ from NJ. So that's what happened before Takeover. Uh, tailgate over hangover also i kept saying this all weekend but the breakout tournament had no heat because it felt like a bunch of no names literally no names from the indies i would have cared way more if it was a bowler-esque tournament with names i had heard of instead of all repackaged guys who had no proper introduction oh oe 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 oh 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 MJ loves EO Shirai now. Yeah. I think he's on the EO train. Uh, yeah, um, the the TakeOver tailgate, uh, a lot of people were saying that that was the most fun they had this weekend. <laughs> Just because you got to hang out with other wrestling fans, listening to the wrestling themes, drinking wrestling drinks. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the, the breakout tournament was tried to be like BOLA. That's definitely what they were like trying to, trying to go. Like Triple H has already turned TakeOver into like PWG kind of, but... The, the breakout tournament was definitely trying to get that that hype from there, but it just didn't didn't really click for me. Uh, I guess not for many people. But um, so yeah, that's feedback this week. Forum.postwrestling is where we post it every week. You can post it up your questions or comments there for the show. Uh, I guess that's it. That's, that's it. That's all. It. You can uh, listen to us every Thursday, postwrestling.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to prowrestlingtees.com slash up next and buy a t-shirt and help support us if that's what you're into. Um, you can find me on these socials. I am on Twitter and Instagram. To check out all the photos from the TakeOver Tailgate, um, go to my socials at the Bray D and I am at Davy Portman. And you can also follow us on YouTube, uh, BDE official, where you can see that awesome video. Yes. Uh, what does Gargano and versus Almas and chill mean to you featuring the very best Johnny Gargano Your best friend. And hopefully we'll have another video up there shortly on the tailgate. Yes, go check that out. Uh, I know a lot of people are loving that video, so go check it out. It's amazing. So thank you for everyone who listened to our TakeOver post-show, everyone who came to the tailgate, every single person who's messaged, messaged us over uh, congratulating, congratulating us on the sellout. 
uh, and all that stuff. So it's just been a wild week. Now I don't want to watch wrestling for another week, which I'm probably going to watch the rest of the G1 as soon as I finish recording this. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. So goodbye, and be safe. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.